LOP in the building. My life been a movie, I should have filmed it. Nicely with the pin game, pops taught me to spit game. Get your cameras ready, we heavy catch when I'm in frame. Product opinionated, but I'm coming through smooth with it. I be kicking back, you could Google it. From the block to the booth, he the truth, just another lane lot. I'm a Crown Heights legend, still repping the same block. You are now listening to the Life of Product podcast. Yeah, what up, what up, man? It's the boy Product. You're now locked into the Life of Product podcast. Yo, this is a special edition, man. This is episode 93, Two Cousins, part five. We have five. No, cousin, what's good with you? Uh, not much, chilling, man. Yo, what's listen. With you? Yo, listen. The, the pandemic is over. You outside this summer? <laughs> you outside? Tell, tell um, me you outside this summer. I might be. I might. Nah, nah, man. I, I need you outside this summer. I, I need you <laughs> in your hoochie daddy shorts pause. You know what I'm saying? I just need you flexing on nah, them. You know what I'm saying? No hoochie daddy shorts. <laughs> I barely wear shorts as it is. Yo, at this point, at this point in age, I don't know what type of shorts to wear. I'm gonna keep it real with you because a few years ago, <laughs> not nah, nah, for real. Like, okay, a few years ago, jean shorts wasn't cool no more. Remember that? So you couldn't wear jean shorts mm-hmm. no more. You had to wear cargo shorts. Now, cargo shorts ain't cool to wear no more. So what, I got to look like Tiger Woods every day in the summer. I got to wear the little small <laughs> cotton shorts. Like, I don't know at this point. At this, at this point, I'm going to just be hot the whole summer and wear jeans because at this point, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I don't know, man. But, yo, summertime is upon us. We getting straight into it today. You know what I'm saying? I want, I want to talk some hip-hop stuff. That's why I love bringing you on the show because we get into it. Boom. Hip-hop. Bang. I'm hearing rumors that Jay-Z is working on a new album. What you, what you heard about that? I didn't hear any rumors, but I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I'd I love another Jay album. Yo, you know what's crazy? I He's been bodying every feature that he's done so far. He's been bodying every feature oh, yeah, that he's done. Yeah. Like, from the Khaled, we got, what, like a four-minute verse from him on that? Yeah, yeah. The verse yeah. was so dope, we forgot Lil Wayne and Rick Ross was on it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, like, and shouts out to Ross and Wayne. Um, I thought that verse was dope. I thought Wayne verse was dope when he said I'm the apex face tackle. Yo, he went in on it. Yeah, but Jay yeah. verse was so official, son. He just he just went into he went like Super Saiyan mode on him. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I mean, I think part of why he did that, I think, is because we don't hear from Jay as often as we hear from everybody else. So exactly. yeah, I guess I mean, and I think he knew it's a Khaled album. He's on it with Ross and Wayne. He knew he had to bring it, so yeah. he did it. Now, I was not crazy about the Khaled album. I was not crazy about it. I'm going to keep it right. I don't know how you felt. Yeah. yeah. You know what? All right. And I'm trying to say this in a nice... I like Khaled. He's got like he's like positive energy. You know what I'm saying? He's great energy. Like, whoever his big guy is, shouts out to him because he does an amazing job. <laughs> but Khaled albums be very... Like, they, they're just... They're not bad, but they're mid. They're very, to me, like very overly hyped up mid albums. I, I feel like it's kind of like... All right, I, and I'm trying to, what's the best way I can say this without sounding mean? It's kind of like when you have a big dinner like the night before and then tomorrow you got leftovers and you mash all of the messedovers together and you reseason it. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, I didn't, I wasn't feeling when they tried to put the Migos on, the, on and Chance on a song with Justin Bieber. You know what I'm saying? Like that type of track record. That album, I did like the Jada joint and I did like the, to me, besides Jay's verse, that, the, the, the reggae joint was the hardest joint in the album. That was the that, yeah, yeah, that, I remember that. that joint was official. Skilly Bang and um, I forgot who else was on it. What was Buju on it? It was Buju, Skilly Bang, um, Sizzler. I, I believe. I mean, Buju might have had his own track, but I think there was okay. Because I think there were two reggae joints on that album. Yeah, Buju was on one. 
Okay. And then I think the other one was like later on album. Not for nothing. Anytime Buju hook up with, with Cali, I know it's official. Remember the Holy Mountain joint? Yeah, yeah. That joint's official. But not not to not to go off on it, but but back to the whole Jay thing, right? Jay is two for two with his last his last two projects weren't really all his album. Cause remember, he did the um the Jay Electronica joint and he was calling it Watch the Quran. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, he, but not for <laughs> yo, son, not for nothing. He that was like a we never saw that type of Jay-Z before. This is a this is more of a grown man spirituality Jay-Z. And I'm I'm kind of loving it. So we saw that. Then we saw we saw him on a project with Beyonce. I thought I I'm actually hoping they do a Carter's part two. I don't know how you felt about that album. I thought the album was dope. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was pretty cool. Like I, I like some of the I like more recent joints with them together. Like I wasn't I'm not a fan of all of their joints. Like uh-huh. Crazy in Love was cool. Yeah. Drunk in Love was fire. Drunk in Love was I liked fire. On the run part two. Yeah. I didn't like On the Run but, that much. It, it was cool, but it just wasn't for me. On On the Run. I, I like it. You you know what? Okay, Crazy in Love was was dope, but my ex played it so much I got tired of it. You know what I'm saying? Same, yeah. yeah. So you know, see, you you know, you feel my experience. You know what I'm saying? But drunk, drunk in love was hard. I even loved the video. How they did a video, it kind of looked like one shot or yeah. one take type thing with Hype Williams on the beach, and it was like black and white. Mm-hmm. I thought that was official. But so we got, we got the, we got the Carter Jay Z, and then we got the Jay Electronica Jay Z. Now, I think if his album does drop, I think it's gonna be a mixture of that and like a four, four, four part two. I think that's what we if if we do get that if we do get an album and I'm I'm keeping my fingers crossed that we get an album from Jay Z. It's not gonna be no commercial, no party music. It's gonna be straight grown man bong bong bong. Now another question I want to ask you, right? Nas's catalog. We we have to talk about this, right? Now Nas Nas has. I really want to hear your take on this, right? Nas has four albums with Hit Boy, right? I, I wasn't too crazy about KD one, but I didn't hate it. I felt like they were testing the waters and finding what side of the room they could sit next to each other in, if that makes any sense, right? You got KD1. Mm-hmm. KD2 and 3 was instant classic. I don't care what nobody say. That, that's in hip-hop history. The other album they did, I think it was called Magic. It had, like, the young picture of Nas on the cover. That was hard, too, and nobody talks about that one because everybody was so focused on KD3. I thought, I thought Magic was better than KD1. Now, with no disrespect to Salam Remy, but I think I just feel like him and Nas didn't fit together. It it just wasn't dumb two together. It just didn't hit. Now he had about how many? How many? Do you remember how many projects he did with Salam Remy, or if he did like solid projects? I know he had projects with Salam Remy. I think he produced majority of it, something like that. I feel like the the I think I am was majorly produced by Salam Remy. So was Nostradamus. Nostradamus definitely was. I think I think I am had like a, a few. He I know he had Timberland on there and some other producers. I don't know if Salam Remy did that, yeah, but yeah. Nostradamus. Kind of was him, and that kind of upset me. So I feel like, boom, if we take KD one out of it because they were testing the waters, you got two, three, and you got magic, right? Nas had about mm-hmm. three. I would, I'm, I'm willing to say about three albums where majority of his fans weren't feeling like lyrically they were great, but the way they were put together weren't great. You had Nasheedamus, you had the um the double album. Remember the double album that he did. I thought I Am was a double album. No, no, no. I Am wasn't a double album. The, the double album, I forgot what it was called, but he had the um the Letter to the Fed joint was the intro joint. I forgot what it was called. Um, But then uh, he had the N-Word album. You know what I'm saying? Um, the, yeah. N- the N-Word album has some great joints on it, but it just kind of wasn't all the way there. Like the Fried Chicken joint was good. So say those three albums, right, and Nas' discography, there's holes in it. I feel like 
KD23 and Magic kind of fills that void. What do you think about that? I think, yeah, I, I, a lot of fans are starting to feel that way. Like, he's kind of had a good resurgence. Yeah, now, and I think a lot of it is it's the production. Like, he traditionally facts. was not a good beat picker. Facts. Lately, he's been rapping on better beats. Like, facts. look, if, if hypothetically, if Nas was the beat picker that Hove is, we'd have a whole different conversation about who the GOAT is. We would. And, and I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a whole fan. I'm a fan equally of Jay-Z and Nas. That's just for the people listening, right? Because people always ask me, oh, you from Brooklyn, you Jay-Z more. I, I like both. But, and, and, look, man, this is a subject a lot of people are afraid to touch, right? They, a lot of people be scared to touch the subject. <laughs> if, if Nas had a Kanye and a Just Blaze during yes. that early 2000s era, fam, would we be? Would the conversation be going this way, or would it have shifted differently? I think it might have shifted oh, no, it, differently. It definitely would have been a different combo. It would have been a different conversation. Now he didn't have that, but he kind of got. I feel like I feel like it's a good thing he didn't have a Kanye and he didn't have a, a Just Blaze because I feel like even though the production wasn't as strong as the Rockefeller production, he still stood the test of time and rode the wave lyrically and was still body and stuff. Like even though you know the, the beats wasn't some of the beats was mid. But I think I, I feel like that was his comfort zone. I feel like he stepped out of his comfort zone within like the last four or five years. You know what I'm saying? And I, I feel like by him stepping out of his comfort zone, he's comfort zone, he's found a whole new niche that no there's I don't think there's no other artist right now that can step into his realm. None. Not even and, and I'm not saying um they're not as good, but I think that his skill set is particularly for him and he's mastered it. You know what I'm saying? But that that's a conversation a lot of people are afraid of, son. They, they don't want to talk that. You know what I'm saying? What what new music you rocking with right now? Um, you know, honestly, I kind of stumble on a lot of R&B. Mm. Like a lot of the new hip-hop acts I'm not really, I don't pay much attention to. Yeah. Like R&B to me is where it's at right now. You know what? Like, I, I, there's, like yeah. there's a lot of artists like this. Victoria Monet. Mm. Even, even the Janelle Monet. Like the, the new, like at least we, the single is good. So the, I'm looking forward to the album. Listen on the second part of the show. Hold, hold on, don't don't hold, don't hang up because we gotta talk about shorty when we come back. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, listen, G is the boy product life product podcast. Um, episode 93, two cousins Paul five. We will be right back after this break. Don't hang up, son. Don't don't hang up. Stay right there. Yeah, what up, what up, man? It's the boy product. We're now back with the life. Of product podcast. This is episode 93, Two Cousins, Part Five. I got the cousin on the line. Listen, man, before the quick break, you know, you were saying how you know you were you were an avid RB lover just like me. And we brung up the beautiful Janelle Monet. And <laughs> look, man, I've been telling people for a minute, I had a slight crush on Janelle Monet back, even when she was wearing the, the suits, you know what I'm saying? Now she's oh, skin- she's always been beautiful. She, yeah, yeah. She's skinning out now. How how the Jamaican skates by gala skin out. That's what she's doing. Now, <laughs> what's going on? I need because you you're more proficient in her updated uh, catalog right now. What's going on with it, man? Break it down for me. What's go? What's go, with Shorty? Okay, so what I think is happening is you know she's had last few years. This is like her first album, and they said five years. Mm-hmm. So I think well, she's done a lot of acting. Like she was in exactly. some shows. Yes, she's in a couple of movies. Wasn't she in that um so, with that that Idris Elba? Was she in that Idris Elba movie, the Cowboy movie? She was in that, right? I could what? be. I don't even remember. I could Regina. be. I could be wrong. But I I'm gonna Regina go back. Hall was not Regina Hall. Regina King. Yeah, Regina. Yeah, my fault. I don't think yeah, okay. Janelle Monae was in that. Nah, she was, but she's she has done quite a few acting though. I know that for a fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She and she she's talented. She's a good actor. Oh, that's facts. Yeah. I've definitely. never. 
I've never been the biggest fan of her music before. I mean, it was okay. Mm-hmm. She's talented, but I think what I think she's doing now with like she re- like I mean, she came out a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and I think what it is now is this is really part of the rollout to sell the music. Like, oh yeah, I agree. all the like mm-hmm. just hey, all the attention and everything, rather than hey, look, yes, my music has been dope, but I don't get the recognition for it, so yes. I'm gonna do a little bit extra. I think you're right, and I think I think it's her doing extra for the rollout. But I, on the flip side, of it, I think it could also be her just wanting to push her sexy forward. Like she's kind of breaking out of her shell now. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I, listen, I'm yeah. I'm not gonna you know listen. We're not complaining. There is no <laughs> greater marketing tool than titties. <laughs> and as an avid titty lover, oh man, look, I'm, I'm this this has my approval. Yes, yes, you know? yes. You know what? In the world, in the world of BBLs, titties is overrated. I mean, underrated. Yeah, titties and, they, is underrated. and they were you, they were an amazing pair of titties. Yes, in the world of BBLs and butt shots, um, titties are very underrated, and we have to appreciate a nice pair. And I'm, I'm not. I'm listening to the female listeners. I'm not being male chauvinistic. I'm bigging her up. You know what I'm saying? I remember when she came out uh, a few years ago, and it was kind of like it didn't make noise. Like we kind of already knew. Right. Like we kind of like uh, I'm proud that she came out. I think that's great, but I think part of this rollout now is to grab the male attention because you know males we gravitate towards that. You know what I'm saying? So it's yo, look, man. All I'm saying is, um, all she need now is a fire remix with somebody on it, and it's about the the viral <laughs> and the numbers gonna match. But I think I think the rollout is great. Um, as far as R and B, I've been rocking with Cali Uches a lot lately. I was already. Oh yeah, she her album was fire. It's yeah, fire, I dog. About that. And you know, you you notice like every project she releases is getting better. It's it's getting yeah, better. Yeah. Like who whoever does her production and the instrumentation is incredible. I actually like she had a joint on one of her old, older albums. I think with Tyler the Creator, she did something with him. I believe it was either him or ASAP. Yeah, he Rocky. was on her album. Yeah, exactly. So she's dope, and she she rocks with hip hop. Oh, and the joint the joint she had a few albums back with Bia that was a dope joint too. The Miami joint. I don't know if you heard that. So if if you have, yeah, I think I remember it. One of my favorite yeah. songs of hers is well, it's not hers, but she was featured on the um the Don Tolliver joint. Um, yeah, drugs and hella melodies. Yes, uh huh. I, I yeah, like the on that. That was my shit. That and I like the on the um was it. What was her name? Um, what would I be if I get you? Was it was that Daniel Caesar? Did Daniel oh, Caesar? Oh yeah, 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 right. Yeah, the Daniel Caesar that joint was. A, I just hate that she came in way at the end of the song because it was a very long song. Yeah, you know. Vocally she, though, she is just so dope. She it doesn't is. really like. I want to see her get more like recognition for being vocally dope. Yes, absolutely. I think the reason one of the reasons she doesn't get that much um recognition recognition is because she's kind of in her own lane, which is a good thing and a bad thing at the same time. You know what I'm saying? She's not mm-hmm. she's not out doing extra stuff like a lot of other artists. You know, you know, like the cloud chasing, basically, in a sense. Not yeah, to say right. that in a disrespectful way, but oh, we were talking RB. We gotta we gotta go back to hip hop, son. Now, let's talk about Ice Spice. Uh all right. <laughs> yo, yo, okay. People think I'm crazy when I say this, right? I the whole the whole drill movement. If you look at the drill movement in New York, right? The drill movement in New York. Kind of reminds me of the somewhat of the drill movement in Chicago, not sound wise, but uh, uh, criminally, it reminds me of that somewhat with them all getting arrested and stuff like that. She's done a great job at staying out of that. She's had she the whole 
Now I was I was watching a thing the other day, and I think it was her or her manager or something like, and they were saying how they put a lot of money behind much. Here's what people got to understand, right? And I said this before: nothing nowadays goes viral just to go viral. Everything goes viral when money and marketing is put into it. Now, mm-hmm. that you thought I was feeling you that uh, much, that was basically kind of popped off of TikTok, right? Like on the free side of it, right? Here's what y'all don't understand. When, you, when you're when you an artist, you're an independent artist, and you are putting together a single to drop that single on on, on all your DSPs. Take take tune. I'm going to drop some real knowledge for y'all listening. Say you take TuneCore, for example. When you set your digital stores, TikTok is going to be one of them that pops up. When you are setting it for TikTok, you have to set from the duration of this part to that part of which one is going to be the playable part for TikTok. Now, her team and her being smart. Let me tell you something. Ice Spice is not stupid, dog. Shorty's not dumb. Mm. She's a very smart uh, person. If you if you look at the marketing of her music, if you look at the way, the moves she's making, she already, she linked up with Kim Kardashian, dog. Kim, mm-hmm. Kim Kardashian. She's on Skims and all of that now. I think she did um some other stuff, some other endorsements too. Now, when y'all set your songs for your DSPs, right, and you set that TikTok store, and you have like the one second to one minute duration of what part of the song to choose for people to put in their videos, that was purposely selected. It was purposely selected. So what y'all got to understand is they really working on that side. And I believe she signed a world star distribution deal. And now they're saying she just signed a deal with Nicki Minaj. I don't know how that world star distribution deal coincides with um with Nicki Minaj um imprint, but they're doing their thing. But as far as the drill hip hop in New York, do you see Ice Spice fully taking the forefront for the next 12 to 36 months in that? I don't think so because I don't think she's gonna stay in the drill lane. Mm. Um I think she'll probably go with whatever is like might she's somebody who might like her next project might sound different. You know what? I didn't I think, think about my that. My thing is with her is I think she's very, very beautiful girl. Yeah. Very charismatic, very charming. Mm-hmm. And she seems like I've heard her talk a little bit and she's a bit bright. Mm. I just don't like her music because it sounds the same to me. It's basically every song yeah. is, you said it, I don't like that. And you know what? What newer artists coming out now isn't in that category of the same sound of music. They all, they all sound the and same. And that's the problem. It is a problem. It is a problem. And and but and that's another thing too. It's kind of like we all we all it, it is a machine right now. And it's kind of like we kind of can't beat the machine because a lot of us real hardcore hip hop fans, we have begged for diversity over the last 10 years and we have not got it. When we get diversity, mm-hmm. it's not on the homepage of Apple Music, it's not on the homepage of Spotify. It's not. It's the the dumb stuff is on the homepage of that. But what I do like about Ice Spice, I like the fact that she's going left field with the drill movement. From every other person, you know, you got you look at what happened with Chef G. Chef G, oh, he they just had him the other day on the news. You know what I'm saying? He he caught years like there was surveillance video. Yeah, of, sort of. Yeah, surveillance footage. Him and his team they went and hit up some people or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, fam, that, that, I'm gonna keep it real with you. The New York drill movement, I I like the production of it, but the lyrics and what happens on the outskirts of it is very dangerous. But her and her team being smart and staying away from that. It's kind of like she's going all the way around that, and she's surpassing all of them. You know, yeah, you know something? The New York drill artist, or maybe any drill artist right now, in America at least, would mm-hmm. benefit from listening to the the British drill. Yes. Those dudes yes. know how to do drill. Yep. Like their yo, drill that's is right. fire. It, it kind of, I didn't yo. even like drill until I heard their drill. 
But you, UK music been fire for years, and we've been sleeping on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We've been sleeping on it for a minute. I used to go on the TuneIn app and listen to BBC One, and I used to listen. To, there was two stations out there, BBC and another one, and the other one was more underground UK. So I used to listen to that more. And there was artists I never heard of, and they was just killing it. Look at look at um, what's his name? Uh, the fat dude. I hate to call him the fat dude, but I don't, you know what I'm talking about. He be having the fire in the booth stuff. Charlie Sloth. You know what I'm saying? He oh was, yeah. He, yeah, he right. used to be a rapper, right. and then he went to the radio, and he's like the next um Tim Westwood out there, pretty much. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So we kind of <clears throat> we we have to give the UK doing a thing, man. Everything from music to movies, son, and TV shows. Like, when are we gonna give these dudes their flowers and, and kind of admit they kind of they they're kind of surpassing us on the entertainment side. Their artists and actors are coming over here and dominating. Look at um son that was in um what's the name Snowfall, you know what I'm saying? Snowfall, yeah. I think you know what I think will do for the artists. What's I think that? if they get a big artist over here mm-hmm. to give them a feature, I think that would help. It would. It, it really would. But hold that thought. We we about to take a quick break and we're gonna come back with the second half of the show, episode ninety three. This is Two Cousins, Part Five. Stay tuned. Yeah, what up, what up, man? It's the boy Product. We're now back with the Life of Product podcast. I got the cousin Damien on the line, man. We was talking about, you know, the whole um UK move, the UK drill movement, and how their artists and their actors are coming over here. What son name is from Snowfall is Dempson Idris, right? Am I am I wrong? Uh, Dempson Idris. Dempson yeah. Idris. Damn, I call him Dempson. Dempson, whatever. My bad. Shouts <laughs> out the homie. But bang bang, did you see the first episode of the show Swarm when he was in for the Donald Donald, Donald Glover show that was on Amazon? I know you peeped that. <laughs> yeah. And we talking yeah, about breaking out of their shell and Chloe was in that. You know, she kind of broke the internet with that. And you know, yeah, she, yeah. She's talented though, son. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I thought as, I, I never seen her act anything before, but I thought she did a great job in it. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, um, she's been doing more acting. Um, she oh, was, that's, I mean, she's another, she's another know, show. That's right. That's right. Yeah, she's another, it's another show on Peacock that she's in. Okay. With the dude from, um, like, famous from Instagram, Drewski. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I haven't peeped that out, checked that out yet, but I need I need to check it out soon. Um, I just hated that she died in the first episode. Him and both of them died in the first episode, actually. Well, he no him. It was the second one. It was the second episode. Oh, right? second episode, my fault. Second episode. But yo, not not for nothing, man. Like that dude, he's a very interesting dude because I watched some of his interviews or whatever. He seems like a funny dude to be around. Like I feel like when he does these American voices, it's just I feel like it's something he's been doing for years, and it just seems fun for him. Yeah. Because you, I've never in my life seen a dude from the UK put on a Houston accent, and he kind of nailed it. You know what I'm saying? Kind of nailed it, man. That- yeah, he said. I mean, for Snowfall, he said. I think it was um, oh, who's the dude? Mac Kent helped him with the accent. Uh huh. No, no, it was Dub C. Dub, it was Dub C that helped Dub him. Dub C, with that's it. who. Yeah, yeah, sorry, not, not, yeah. Because they yeah. they bought and basically Dub C got paid to quote unquote be his vocal coach. Dub C, you got that bag, brother. I ain't mad at you for that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He kind of and he kind of even moved his mouth and talked like Dub C in that as well, somewhat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Which was kind of weird. Like this dude is a chameleon. So, you know what I'm saying? But I feel mm-hmm. I feel like we haven't even seen his peak yet. I feel like Snowfall was. I feel like Snowfall was to solidify this first part of his resume, and I feel like Sun is gonna kind of go up further with it, man. I'm telling y'all, y'all sleeping on the UK, and you, I know you heard it. You know, Top Boy uh, season three coming back in September, right? Yeah, I saw the trailer. Okay, I ain't watched the trailer yet, but what I'm saying is, man, I was a little upset how season two ended. I, I, don't, know oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't know how you felt. I don't know how you felt. I don't know how you felt about that. I almost broke my... Th- I, th- I think I know I, I 
think I did toss my remote. I was this close to throwing the remote at the walls. I was this close to doing it, but I was like, I'm not buying another one. But it was messed up. Like, they should have <laughs> did it like that. But you, you know what I want to do? I need to go back because, you know, it was a YouTube series before, um, I guess, Drake and whoever picked it up. I want to go back and watch the history of Sully and, um, what's his name? What's his son's name? The other dude. Deshane. Deshane, yeah. I want to watch the history of them because I didn't. This, you know what it is? It's, it's, it was a series before. Yeah, the series, the name is different. <clears throat> it's called Summer House. And yeah, yeah that's still, right. It was on Netflix. I haven't watched it, but I think it might still be on Netflix. Oh, for real? Oh, they did put it on yeah. that. That's right. That's right. Right after season two, they put I didn't watch it, but they did put it up there. That's right. Yeah, I think it's still there. I haven't watched it. Listen, bro, they better, they better, they need to accommodate his fans for season three because y'all kind of, y'all kind of, oh, we ain't, we ain't going to go there. <laughs> I, I want to <laughs> I wanna switch and shift gears for a minute, and we need to talk about your man, John Morant. Uh, my man. Yeah, we... Uh. Yo, I I love John Moran as a player. I think he's a great player, but he needs to slow down, brother. He, he son needs to slow down. But, okay, I got mixed feelings on it. I, how do you feel about the whole John Moran situation? I, I want to hear how you feel before I give my opinion on it. I here's the thing. I think. Let me just say this. I think because I actually yesterday I was listening to um my dude uh, Colin Coward, mm-hmm. and he said that. A lot of people treat the NCAA like NCAA or college like the enemy. Mm. And he said they need to stop doing that and need to start embracing the concept of college. Yes. And I think he's right because I think a lot of these young players would benefit from digging into the college experience. Like not just coming out into the NBA after one year, yes. maybe do a second year in college. Yeah. Um, because what they lack a certain level of guidance and maturity. Mm-hmm. And I just think that, you know, the bad decisions come from just the lack of any kind of, like, real positive influence. And I think they could get some of that, like, maybe some worldly experience from college. I, I, I definitely this agree this don't make that. no sense, man. Like, it, it doesn't, It was man. just a few months ago that you were suspended. But didn't we talk about this, though? But didn't we talk about But didn't we talk about this, that he was going to mess up again? We talked about that. Probably, yeah. Yeah, we took we talked about it. He was gonna mess up again, and it doesn't it doesn't. Sh- well, I got I got mixed feelings on it. So one, it doesn't shock me that he messed it up again. I think John Moran yeah, he's getting what two hundred thirty one million <clears throat> with the Grizzlies. Yeah, something like that. Fam, that's a big bag, brother. That's a big yeah. bag. Yeah. That's a, here's what John Morant needs to do. One, if he gets if he's gonna be in strip clubs partying, who first the first strip club that releases a uh, 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 surveillance footage of you throwing money, getting popping, you need to sue them. It's the first thing I would have did. Just to teach a lesson, <laughs> just to teach a lesson to all of the other strip clubs and lounges and clubs I go to after that, not to put my business out there. That's number one. Uh, look, <laughs> man, if me and you was basketball players in our 20s and we were 230 million, we'd have been doing the same thing. I'd have been doing the same thing. I would have, boy, I would, I would, but I would have been smart. I would have had it at the crib. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's that's number one. Yeah. No, number two, all right, he's on Instagram live with a gun. One, if let's say for, hypothetically, right? If that gun is legal and he's in his own vehicle, say if he's parked in his driveway, he broke no laws. He broke no laws. Now, the problem is when you have a person worth that much money and it's not coming from their own independence and it's coming from, quote, unquote, one of them, you know what I'm saying? We be on the surveillance hard. It's kind of like, all right, we want to give you all this, this money, but we want you to mess up so we can take it back. That's kind of what it is. Like, I feel like entertainment on the black side 
it has a revolving door. It's like working at a job that just bring people in and want to fire them before it's time to get their raise so they can bring somebody else in to redo that same job at the same rate so they don't have to pay more money. It makes no sense. It, it, like I, I think what he did was not smart. I think what he, I think I think he's gonna mess up again. That's just me. I don't have faith in people like that. But I just hate that we are held at higher standards than everybody else. Okay, we we mad at John Morant for pulling the gun out. One, he didn't kill nobody. He killed nobody. He was stupid for doing that. But he ain't kill nobody. But then he, he. But the thing is, it's hard to vouch for this dude because he didn't got in trouble on other stuff. This is second time pulling the gun out within months. Um, that's number one. Number two, he threatened, he got in trouble. Remember, he threatened that security guard at a mall? Y'all yeah. He did that. Then three, he snuffed the 17-year-old at his house at a pickup game. Yeah. Come on, son. Now, 17-year-old might have started it. I heard he did start it. I heard, like, he threw a ball at him or something like that. But you are a 20-something-year-old millionaire. You ain't worth two, three million. You worth a couple hundred M's. You can't be snuffing 17-year-olds in your face, brother. You know what I'm saying? Thank God this kid. Well, here's the thing. You know? So he didn't like, okay, because there are people who were defending him. I saw that were saying, well, you know, he is he owns a gun, he didn't do anything, he was in his car. The thing is, it's not that he broke any, he didn't break any laws. Yeah. The problem is when you have a contract with these teams, you represent their brand. And there are things in the contract, which is why they can suspend him, because there are things in the contract that say you can't just be doing stuff like exactly. this. So the people who the people who are defending him, it's like, okay, well, you clearly have never seen a contract or know what it is to work for an organization or to there be a go. part of something bigger bigger than yourself. Exactly. And, and it's that's like, truth right you know, there. you can't, if you're so ill-informed, you can't speak on something like this. This is true. And because what he did wasn't necessarily wrong from a personal standpoint, but but as far as the team and what the team expects of you, yes. yeah. That's a lot of, that's a lot of money. That's a huge liability. You 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 don't want to be a, a liability. You don't want to be a rich liability. That's the last thing you want to do. You don't want to be a liability worth two hundred something million. And these people invested this money in you. These sneaker companies will put a pepper on your back. You got all these kids following you, and then you mess it up that way. It's 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 not easy to come. If if God forbid somebody got shot, say if he say if he could have been at a club, he could say he could have been going into Chick Fil A, and somebody tried to run yeah. down on him, and he had to defend himself. Automatically, the media would have flipped that as if he's this dreadheaded thug that was just waiting to shoot somebody, because that's the mm. narrative that they play. And I, I don't know, man. Like I, I hope John Morant chills. I really hope he chills because I like dude. Um, but I, I, I just don't have faith in him that he's not gonna mess up again. Because sometimes, <laughs> like when you bring that type of energy around you, trouble find you, son. It finds you. You know what I'm saying? It'll find you. You might not yeah. be looking for it, but it'll find you. But um, I hold on. We we're gonna do one more part of the show because we we need, we want the NBA talk for now. So we got we got to talk about this. Stay tuned for the Life of Product Podcast, episode ninety three, Two Cousins, Part Five. Yeah, what up? What up, man? It's the boy Product. We're now back with the Life of Product Podcast, man. It's Two Cousins, Part Five, man. Episode ninety three. Um, shouts out to the YouTube subscribers. If you can, please like and subscribe to the new channel. It's YouTube.com slash Life Up Product Podcast. That is P-R-O-D-U-K. Um, shouts out to the listeners on um, Anchor, on Spotify, Spotify for podcasters, Apple Podcasters, iHeartRadio. I appreciate all of y'all. Um, <clears throat> a large part of my, my viewership right now from YouTube for the last two episodes was from Dominican Republic, um, Nigeria, um, Italy, all that. So I want some of y'all artists to hit me up. I want y'all to tap into the show. Let's get an interview with you guys. Gia, uh, we're talking at NBA right now. Two more years... 
from now, we will possibly see history made. We will be we will possibly see the first father and son duo in the NBA at the same time. And if it, it will be double, no, it'll be triple history because one, it'll be black history of first father and son duo in the NBA at the same time actively playing. And three, if they hit the same team, that is that's a three P right there we have never seen before. Do you think LeBron can hold out for two more years? I honestly think he can. I think he he's um he's at what about 38. Yeah. But I think if he kind of just takes it easy, like he would have to he can't put too much on himself. And I was like, I was gonna say that. Out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I could see I could see him lasting for two more years. Yeah. I think and I agree with you. I think that um I don't know what was gonna happen with the game. I think they play tonight, but they're down zero one. I think Denver got the first game. I think that if, if no, they the, play uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. If if the Lakers win, which is a possibility, if the Lakers win um, this series, I, f- I can't remember how many rings I'd give him, but I think he needs to take it yeah, easy. It would be a It'll be a six, right? Fifth. Oh, his fifth ring. Okay, he it'll would be tie a, with Kobe if he wins. That's right. It'll be his fifth ring. I think he needs to take it easy and reserve his energy for that first season when Bronny comes to the league. Now, Bronny is going to USC. That's big. That's big. We are. We already know. Whatever. Once he comes out the um out of college, he's going to the team. Is pop. He's going to the Lakers. We we already know that. Well, that's the thing. We don't. I, I was curious about how is that <clears throat> because actually it's not two years really. It's one because next year if he just does a year in college and if he's really good, he can come out next. Year. Now I thought I thought the rule with the NBA was you had to do two years. They changed it. Oh, it's two. I it's thought two it was one. No, no. <clears throat> so it's two years. You got to do. Remember, you used to be able to come straight out of high school. But after LeBron, they cut that. It, w- it was two years. It, w- it was two years. No, no, it's one. It actually, oh, it, it is, is one? Oh, one. well, if it's one, that's it great. One if, if it's yeah. one year in college, then they must have changed it. If it's one year in college, he only got to do a year at USC. And he can yeah. go to school he can come out. He that. could be drafted next year. He could be drafted. Now, it's hypothetically, right, and hy- which I don't think is going to happen, Hypo- hypothetically, if he what, – what, what position does Bronny play? Do you know? I don't even know. I'm guessing. I'm guessing he's a guard. I'm guessing he's a guard because he's not. He's not that tall. He's he's not that tall. I'm guessing he would no. probably be a point because he looked like he's about maybe six feet six one, something like that. So say if Bronny is six feet six one or whatever, right? Do you see him schooling dudes when he go to the straight to the NBA? What do you think? You know he could. It depends. It really honestly depends. The thing for me is. I thought about this the other day. Mm-hmm. I don't think if I'm either a coach, maybe the coach, because he's going to be more hands-on. If I'm a coach, I don't know how to feel about a father and son. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I'm going to feel about about that. Because think about it. Who's the son going to listen to? Me or his pops? Well, the thing is, I think the son needs to actually just play good, and no matter who he listens to, because LeBron would trade him if he ain't doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you're gonna go in that look like, but you know what though? I, um, I got faith in Bronny. I think, I think, I think, I don't think he's gonna be great his first season. I think that first season is gonna be, especially if he comes out uh, college right away. If he played like a, a at least three years in college, he would be schooling dudes in his first year in the NBA. But that's not gonna happen. He's coming straight out of college within a year or two you know, to though, go to the NBA. The thing though, not to mention it, for me, I personally think he should do two years because I agree what I'm noticing a lot in the league now and this happened kind of like post post LeBron coming in and it's more recent years like there's a list now quite a few superstar level players yeah that 
honestly, they don't, they're not leaders. Yeah. Like, they don't have leadership skills. Like, you got, like, okay, like, Braun, Steph, and Giannis, they're leaders, right? Yeah. You know who are not leaders? Kevin Durant is not a leader. Nah, nah, he's not. Kyrie he's not. Irving's not a leader. Nah. James Harden's not a leader. Yeah. Russell Westbrook is not a leader. That's true. Joel Embiid, after what we saw in that last series, is not a leader. I agree. So I think a lot of these guys would benefit from mm-hmm. instead of just doing the one year in Denver, do two years in college, maybe even three if you need to. I, I agree with that. It, it kind of sucks that K, KD has leadership um, potential, but that's not his personality. Like, if you kind of yeah. see, like, the way he, like, a, not avoids interviews, but his whole demeanor in it, he kind of likes to just play and do him. He's he's one of those players where he just let his skill talk for him. He's not, like, a vocal type of dude. That's not his thing. Phenomenal player. For, oh, phenomenal player. He lacks player. the leadership ability. Yeah, if, you know what? If, if Kyrie had that leadership factor in him, he, he would go so much further. And I think Kyrie, I think yeah. Kyrie's one of the... Of our generation, he's one of the greatest to do it. Great. I, I said this before, and people got mad. I'm going to say it again. When he was with um, Cleveland and they went against Steph, he was schooling Steph. There was a couple oh, of games. Oh, he cooked Steph that year. It was because of him that they won that. Exactly, exactly. He was cooking Steph. Cooking Steph. Steph is just, but Steph is great, though. For what he, the thing is. How are you in healthy and focused? Mm-hmm. Is probably the best point guard in the NBA. Oh, that's facts. Absolutely, a- absolutely. And, and you know, not that I know Steph had issues with his ankle, but you know, he still gave it one hundred and ten percent with a messed up ankle. Yeah. Now Steph could shoot better than Kyrie, but Kyrie got all around game. You know what I'm saying? I, mm-hmm. I, I know you said before Kyrie ain't got no heart. I know you. I know you said that. No, I think. Yeah, I think I was wrong. I don't. I think it's just he's not a leader. I think he's, he does yeah. have heart. But I think on the court, as far as the court, he, he got it, man. And um, like I, I think you know what it is. I think yeah. Durant doesn't have heart. You know what? I think Durant, honestly, I think Durant's been discouraged from so many people seeing so much negativity about him over the years. They talked about they talked about his hair being nappy. They talk about it, the ashy knees. I think the internet has somewhat, and the trolls have gotten to him so much. He's like, all right, I'm here to play. I'm on the clock. Let's cook. Let's go. That's it. Yeah, I could, I could agree with that. Yeah, and you, you kind of can't be mad at him. I feel like the people, the fans, I feel like the fans, um, I feel like they mess up a lot in the NBA. But nobody talks about that. Like they cause a lot of damage. <laughs> they cause fans cause a lot of damage, son. But no, they just get away with it because they think because they watch it and they support it. But nah, y'all cause a lot of problems, man. Especially, I mean, I'm gonna shut up. I'm gonna shut up because I got fans in different cities. I, I ain't gonna name <laughs> which city because I got I got issues with so I got issues with some of y'all. I got some real issues with some of y'all. But I'm gonna wait till I get rich to say that. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But yo, fam, I mean, you know what? It's just we on the sports side of things. Before we end the show, I want. Did you watch the uh, the uh, Tank Davis and, and the Ryan Garcia fight? No, I didn't. I missed that. that was nah. You got to go back and watch it. That that was a, yo. I'm so I'm gonna break it down. I, I heard it was a good fight though. It was a great fight. It looked to me. I, I I love me. I didn't care who fought. Here's the thing about me. I don't I don't always root for the black fighter because he's black. I don't do that. I I like who I like. I like both fighters. I like Garcia and I like Davis. Um. I, me, I was neutral in that. I just wanted to see a good fight. That first round, or part of that, first, the first round and part of half of the second round, it looked like Tank was gonna lose because there was a there was like two three times where he was stumbling and he looked a little groggy in the head. But then I noticed when I went back and I watched it when they do like the highlights, Garcia kind of threw a right and it kind of turned into an elbow and it kind of grazed his head and his jaw and whatnot. It looked a little it looked a little iffy for him. But the thing about the thing about Davis, you know, there's like I think about a a four to six year age gap, right? Between uh, Garcia and Davis. And that might not sound like a lot, but that's a lot. And the thing, the reason why Davis had the advantage- In boxing, yes, it is. Yeah, so 
David Tank Davis really beat Garcia not with just power. He beat him with experience. Is what he beat him with. He let he let Garcia get cocky. He was kind of getting cocky. And no disrespect to um what's son name that that his own um, promoter um that the De La Hoya. No disrespect to the De La Hoya camp, but I feel like Gar Tank Davis camp is way better way better than De La Hoya. You know what I'm saying? Even even though he's not fully under the Mayweather camp, he's at his own trainers. Just that that Mayweather camp, that Davis camp, those two his his Davis head coach and his assistant head coach, dudes is phenomenal, fam. I don't know if you've done the history. What on I them. like about phenomenal. Tank is that he 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 will take all the smoke. He will. Like he don't duck nobody. nobody. He don't avoid nobody. Like he fights whoever wanted, he'll fight you. That's a fact. That's a fact. Yo, I was watching that in the second round. He he was timing it, and I didn't pick on it up at, at first until I saw the punch, the punch that knocked Garcia down the first time. But the way he was timing that punch, and what I love about Tank Davis, he's always fighting dudes smaller than him. I mean, bigger than him. He's always fighting dudes bigger than him, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. This dude, it, it's kind of one of the, he looked like a kid that was picked on his whole life, from everything from his parents <laughs> being on drugs to him being smaller than everybody, and he just unleashes it. You know what I'm saying? Now, um, I think Pitbull Cruz. Want to fight um Tank Davis for a second? You know they fought before and it ended in a decision. That was a good fight. I don't know if you yeah. saw that Eastside e Cruz, but they call him Pitbull. I actually want to see them run that back. I want to see them run that. Yeah, back. I wouldn't mind that. I, I would, and I just watched that fight the other day because I was like, you know what? After I watched the Garcia fight, I think Cruz was there and they were mentioning it. I said, you know what? I want to see this. Bong, bong, bong. I don't. I know Ryan Garcia is gonna go up. I think to the one forty weight class now, um, but I don't know who's in that weight class. Um, how, how, what what weight class is Errol Spence in? Oh, I forgot. Cause that's a. I think is that the welterweight. I can't remember. I think it, it might. That be. used to be. I believe that used to be the premier weight class for a while. Yeah, I want. I want to see more but, crossover fights. I want to. I want to start seeing fighters from different weight classes come down. I know. I know that's a big thing. I know that's asking for a lot because ten pounds, fifteen pounds is a lot. Dip, big difference. Yeah. From or whatnot. But I want I want to see more of that, and I want to see more of the different genres of fighting crossover and fight each other. Because if we got, the fighting world is different, if we're gonna really see who's better, who really is the best, we really don't know until we start seeing this type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, it's unfortunate that we don't see it enough in boxing. Exactly. I love Mayweather, but I'm tired of the exhibition fights. <laughs> you know, I love yeah, Mayweather. Yeah. Tired of those. I'm tired of your boy Jake Paul. You know what I'm saying? Um, you notice how quiet he's been since he lost Jake Paul. He he had, but you know like he's you ever about heard to, nothing from him since he lost. No, he he's about to fight again, right? He's fighting um, who who is it? He's fighting um, Nate Diaz. He, I haven't heard anything from this dude. He, like he, he, he hasn't been doing the trolling. He yeah he the, on the trolling ah, side okay. he has been quiet. Did you watch that fight with him and Tommy Fury? No. Okay, that was a good fight. Now Tommy Fury, I believe, was eight and zero. Before that fight, I think a lot of his fights ended in knockouts and TKOs and stuff like that. M most of them, right? Mm -hmm. Now, you can tell Tommy Fury is a new fighter and he's still learning, but he's not a he's a good fighter. Now, had he fought Tommy Fury two years from now, and if he was at like 12 and 13 and 0, he would have knocked Jake Paul out. I'm gonna keep it so real with you. He Jake, <laughs> Jake Paul got some good hits in on Tommy Fury. I give him that. I, you you can tell Jake Paul been you know, he he was. Uh, I think he was yeah, training. Yeah, he with, can fight. Yeah, he can. He was training with Hasim Rockman Jr. Hasim, yo, dog. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you ever saw Hasim Rockman Jr. fight. He ain't no walk in the park. Son. He definitely not no. That's. I not remember a, his father. I didn't. I never saw him fight. Both both Hasim Rockman's sons can fight because you got Hasim Rockman Jr. and you got the younger son. You know, what I'm saying who should mm -hmm. probably be a little over eighteen by now. Dudes is they are not no walk in the park. So 
But by him training, training with Hasim Rodman Jr., that says a lot. But I'm still not convinced. I, I give Jake, Jake Paul respect for training and or whatnot, but you got in a ring with a real box and you got that work, brother. You lost. You lost. You got in a, you got in a <laughs> ring with a real box. He thought because Tommy Fury was a quote-unquote pretty boy, he was going to get in and give him, nah, nah. You are not losing to a dude who's been a real boxer since a kid, whose brother is a champ and his father was a professional fighter. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. John Fury was a professional fighter. You are not losing to this dude. You know what I'm saying? I think it was, I don't want to say a sucker move, but I just think it was typical of uh, Paul Brothers stuff to troll Nate Diaz and choose Nate Diaz for this fight, this next fight. I think it was crazy, son. Because <laughs> the next fight is going to be, there's a two-fight contract. It's going to be the first one boxing, and the next fight after that is going to supposed to be MMA. You know what I'm saying? I love Nate Diaz, but I think health reasons, Nate Diaz need to just sit down and enjoy retirement. Because if you listen to him, watch him walk, if you listen to him talk, he's taking too many hits to the head. There's too many hits mm. to that. And he slurs a lot when he speaks. That doesn't mean he can't fight. He's a dangerous dude. I still I still wouldn't get in the ring with Nate Diaz. He's still one of the greatest to do it. I'm just, it just bothers me that you got, now I'm, I'm happy Nate Diaz is getting this fight money-wise. He's going to get a lot of money for this fight, apparently, right? So yeah, I would have did it too. But at the end of the day, you still getting in the ring with a dude smaller than you, older than you. And Nate Diaz, he's not really, no disrespect to Nate, but he's not in the greatest shape. He's not. Mm. He's not in the greatest shape. So again, why are we still paying attention to these fixed type Paul fights? That these I don't want to say fixed. Let me say safe fights. Is it safe fight? Is it safe fight? Yeah, I mean, I've heard some people say some people have argued that they're fixed. I mean, but, I, uh, it wouldn't, I would it surprise you if some of his fights is fixed? You know what I'm saying? No, it wouldn't. But exactly. what I think is happening, and, and what somebody suggested is that it's in the contract that you can't knock him out. Come on, son. They, that's they crazy. They said people have alluded wow. to that being in his contract. Wow, really? I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. Now, that wouldn't shock me with the brother Logan Paul because when he fought Mayweather, and I don't know if you saw May- Mayweather hit him with that uppercut, he almost dropped him, but he caught him. You remember that? I think, yeah, I think they said, I think Mayweather might have even all confirmed that, that Logan, he could knock him out. That's crazy. So, I'm okay, no disrespect to the Paul brothers. They are very smart dudes. They market everything great. But how much respect can we give these dudes if they keep doing this? You know what I'm saying? Listen, I, I'll tell you this. Between the two brothers, I like Logan more because Logan saves the trolling for when yes. he's like specifically promoting something. Like, I don't know if he you does. know, but Logan has Logan signed with the WWE, like WWE for like a year. Yeah, didn't he fight Roman Reigns? In a few. He's good. He's a good athlete. Like really? he does some stuff in the ring where I'm like, yo, this dude fits in perfectly with this world. That shocked me. I got this is yeah. that that's where that trolling would make perfect sense. Yeah. The whole promotional skills, all yeah. that. It fits in with the wrestling world. Uh-huh. Now that's great. If that's what he's doing, he's he's probably making a lot more money than he would in Yeah, because they re-signed him mm-hmm. a couple of months ago to like do more. Yeah. WWE been on some next stuff, man. You saw the you, shout out to Bad Bunny, son. Bad Bunny getting that bag with the WWE right now. Yeah, I, I recently yeah. got back into wrestling, so yeah. I watched the pay per view a couple weeks ago. When okay, he, when he fought, yeah. How was it? It was entertaining as fuck, man. I gotta tell you, <laughs> like he does all that, like that high flying, really, like that Jeff Hardy stuff, jumping wow. off the stuff. The dude he fought, the dude he fought, threw him off of like. A high scaffolding thing through a bunch of like tables and stuff. Yeah, like it was hella insane. 
That's great. That's crazy. I would have never. I never would have thought Bad Bunny was was doing that at that level. That just lets me know. Yeah, that. like this because they kept saying this whole time, like, dude, it's a, a three-time Grammy winner, the highest, the most streamed artist in the world. Yes. And he's doing this, like that says, yeah. yo, he's like a big kid. He loves. That just lets me know him and his cousins was getting in trouble fighting every weekend and, <laughs> and watching wrestling, like the same thing we, we used to all do. You know what I'm saying? So shouts oh, out, shouts, yeah, out yeah. The, shouts out to Bad Bunny, man. G is the boy product, like product podcast, <laughs> episode 93. This is Two Cousins, part five. Shouts out to the cousin Damien, man. You got anything you want to say before you get off the line? Uh, yeah, I just want to thank today's uh, sponsor, which is Titties. <laughs> uh, can't get enough of them. Yo, go out and get yourself some titties. Oh, man, Change man. Change your life. Oh, man. Shouts out to titties, man. We out, brother. Gia. Yeah. <laughs>